City Streaker. X-Rock 80, El Paso. I'll go roll me a stone. This is Kevin McCarthy. Good night. Stay in the rest, Dallas. At 6 o'clock, it's Tommy Kramer, the world's greatest contest. A total prize package value tonight of $2,296. And one cent. I get to keep the one cent. KLIF trucking through traffic at a 524 mark. Michael Pinder, Graham Edge, Justin Hayward, John Lodge, and Ray Thomas, who I understand are coming back sometime after the first of the year. Moody Blues, it's 87. I've just... KNOW with more summer fun than anyone. Welcome to number seven. That's right, the seventh episode of Radio What Happened, the podcast that talks about radio and asks that question, what happened? I'm Terry Bettis, along with my co-host, Jim Christofferson. Thanks, Terry. Once again, thanks to all the folks who are listening. Uh, there are just listeners from like all over the world, and, uh, and, and you have put together kind of an interesting little map, which kind of details where people are listening, listening to us from. Can you explain a little bit of that? Well, I'm a visual person, so I went online and found a, uh, a map that I can drop points for all of our listeners uh, all over the world. Um, and it's, uh, when, you, when you look at it visually, it's uh, kind of stunning. Uh, we're in probably 30 states, maybe more. Uh, several listeners in Canada, Mexico, uh, several in Europe, and a couple in Australia. Uh, once you look at the map, you kind of get an idea of uh, who you're talking to out there. Yeah, that's great. Well, maybe we can make that a JPEG or something and post it on our, our website uh, for maybe the next podcast or something too. But it, it's fun for me to look at. I'm sure our listeners would like to see it as well. Yeah, and we uh, have uh, gotten a little bit of mail, but uh, let me give you the, uh, uh, the uh, email address one more time. Radio what happened at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions, uh, questions, air checks, uh, anything that you'd like to pass along, that's the email address. I know that I've had some folks tell me that they were going to email in and talk about my underwear story when I Sunday school class. So I'm really anxious to see uh, and read some of those on the well uh, on Ooh. the uh, on the program as You're well. You're a brave, brave man. I am. I am. Um, yeah. And on a more serious topic, we're still hoping to get some folks who are currently in the business with us to explain. What's, what radio is doing in view of the current medical and financial crisis. But as so many of us are already uh, displaced, it is a little difficult to connect with everyone. Had a guest lined up, but uh, he got a cold. So I'm saying prayers for him and everybody else that might be affected by the coronavirus. It's a great topic, though, and it falls right into our question, Radio What Happened, because if you remember, John Fletcher told us that the one thing in the future, if radio stations were going to make it, is they had to remain local. Mm, and right. this, is a per this, this pandemic is a perfect example of something that affects everyone, but everyone differently. Abilene is different from Houston, different from New Orleans big difference, different from New York, different from Chicago. Every one of those local markets needs content. Uh, and I, I certainly hope we get uh, one of our interviewees, uh, hope he starts feeling better because I think he'd have a great perspective on how radio stations are addressing this issue today. Right. Yeah. And, and radio is kind of like a three-legged stool. You've got engineering, 
which makes sure that you're broadcasting according to the Federal Communications Commission metric specs for you. But then you've got sales and programming. So it, you know, not only will it take a hit with sales and revenue, but I'd like to know what current stations are doing from a programming standpoint and how they're really serving up local content to the people that you're talking about as well too. So yeah, that, that's, that's gonna be an inter interesting subject. It's just that the whole world is kind of topsy-turvy right now. And uh, we hopefully we'll get somebody to do that next week. Meanwhile, we still have to run our commercials, don't we? Absolutely, and we've got a commercial announcer. You know, he really does work cheap. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he really does. Uh, I'm really surprised that we get the quality of this guy at the mm -hmm. price that we pay. I mean, he's, he's incredible. You yep. know him as Gary Owens. Gary, come in. Give us this week's sponsor. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Shifty Eddie's Honest Auto Repair, where every repair job is unconditionally guaranteed for 5,000 miles or until something breaks, whichever comes first. All right, he's the best. He really is. Now, we've discussed call letters before, too. So we've done a little research, uh, and what, what we found was a website called American Radio History. And it's all one word, AmericanRadioHistory.com. If you're passionate about the industry, you might want to check it out. But they do have some call letters there. And, um, yeah, we could spend an hour reading off the uh, call letter list, but we did pick a couple. Any of those kind of jump out at you, Terry? Yeah, they did. WFAA in Dallas. Uh, I still think you made this up. But, I did not. Uh, this has had to have been, uh, I, I, I try to imagine the format that they were thinking of when they came up with their call letters, you know, and from what they came up with them from WFAA in Dallas. I never would have guessed this. It stands for Working for All Alike. Hmm. Wow. That's hard to believe. I, I, all I know is that this particular website lists them and it looks bona fide. Some of these call letters are also uh, have also changed as well, too. I thought another one that was neat. We did mention a radio station in Chicago when we first talked about it. WLS, world's largest store because it was owned by Sears. But WGN in Chicago legendary call letters. That stands for the world's greatest newspaper. Again, according to AmericanRadioHistory.com. And in San Antonio, Texas, WOAI, one of the stations I used to listen to, 1200 on your AM dial, WOAI stood for World of Agriculture Information. And if you're wondering if they are correct, well, um, I know for a fact that I used to work, and this would be something that you would remember too from Amarillo, KDJW, that was where I had my first program director's job. Uh, that was named after Dorothy Jean Walton, the wife of the owner. It's listed in that website, and, and that's 100% correct. You know, a station that I used to own was KWKC. They didn't have those call letters, but in Abilene, Texas, that was known as keeping watch on the key city. Abilene used to be known as the key city. One in another interesting one that I saw was in Carlsbad, New Mexico, the home of the Carlsbad Caverns. The radio station call letters were K-A-V-E. Ah, Conveniently cave. spells cave. <laughs> yeah. And then I mentioned, I think last week or the week before, um, Waco, W-A-C-O in Waco. I think there are only two or three radio stations that have a four letter name. And it starts either with a K or a W. So Waco, W-A-C-O and Waco is one of them. Those are great call letters. To have yeah, one more. Like K-A-B-L in Oakland, California. 
K-A-B-L, Cable. Ah. What's famous yeah. in Oakland? Cable cars. Cable cars, yeah. In San Francisco, at least. And that's a city that neighbors. That's right. Oakland. So. Pretty interesting information. Thanks for uh, finding that website. Yeah. If anybody has any more or any questions on that, again, feel free to get that, uh, to get that uh, email to us. Just go to our website and hit us up. And also, you blind up, as you always do, some, some great air checks for us as well. What, what are you looking at today? I, you know, I thought I, there's so many um, stations, and I was trying to look for something a little bit unique. Um, and I keep going back to, to my childhood and my high school days when I was listening to radio. And we used to listen to a, a giant radio station out of Juarez, Mexico, called X-Rock 80. Oh, yeah. And so it got me thinking, you know, uh, what were some of the other stations, power uh, stations in Mexico? And we've got three lined up this week. Um, that uh, uh, include X-Rock 80 in Juarez, Mexico. Another is K-E, uh, I'm sorry, X-E-R-B. And um, that one is going to be 1090 on the AM dial. Um, and, it had, and it's an air check of Wolfman Jack from 1970. Oh. Uh, where were you in 1970? Uh, April of 1970, I was a sophomore in high school. Uh, and then we've also then we've also got 690 AM X E T R A from Tijuana, Mexico. This is an air check from 1984. So three radio stations from the great country of Mexico. Sit back, take a listen. Shot eyes and curlers, the real you is just waiting to be unleashed. 
Thanks, Rocky and Bill Stevens. If you're into your second cup of coffee this morning and considering retiring from your job, stay home a week and watch daytime television. That'll change your mind. It's Rocky. Thanks, Rocky and Bill Stevens. It'll be mostly Friday today, dark tonight, and a weekend ahead. Say yeah, hallelujah. That's Rocky, Christopher Hayes. He's Eddie Kendrick's Boogie Down, baby. That's Rocky and Christopher Hayes with Led Zeppelin. Glad to have you watching us. We've got the request box open at 1-800-522-1069. Something you want to hear, give me a call. It's toll free, Southern California. Mighty 690 at 806. Mighty 690 with Chris Anderson saying congratulations to David Rush of Santa Monica who ran away with $4,000. And the winning is just beginning. Chris Anderson at 823. Well, my taxes came back. That means that I can uh, I can finally put the down payment on that uh, new needle for my stereo that I needed. It's Holland Oats. An adult education. On hottest hit radio for Southern California. 
the mighty 690. Right down the mighty 690. And carry it with you, because when that sultry female walks up to you and whispers sweet nothings in your ear like, hey, what's your favorite radio station? And you just whip out the mighty 690. You could win up to $10,000 in cash from the mighty 690 call girl. It's Michael Jackson. Beat it. From the mighty 690. Mighty 690 at 62 degrees in San Diego, 61 at the Civic Center in downtown Los Angeles with DeBarge at the Mighty 690. The Mighty 690 at 841. Just 19 minutes from now, we'll be counting down the top 10 most requested songs of the evening off of the request line at 1 800 522 1069. A toll free call from wherever you are in Southern California. Give me a buzz right now and let's get them on. Shannon, Mighty 690. Mighty 690, a one and a two. Three, four. Nobody told me, man. Mighty 690, Helen Weber. Hello, how are things in Oceanside? Helen called on the request line says she wanted to hear McCartney and Jackson, and you got it. The Mighty 690. Break it up, guys. Mighty 690 at 8.53 with Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson and more requests coming. Right now, up. let's visit an Eagle. And we need to give a shout-out to our friends at airchecks.com for supplying those uh, air checks. If you'd like to hear some more of these great-sounding radio stations, head on over to airchecks.com. Those are great-sounding radio stations. And, boy, they I mean, they covered the entire Western Hemisphere. Wasn't the wattage, like the, like the, the highest amount of wattage you can have on an AM station in the United States is 50,000 watts. Weren't some of those stations like even double that or triple that? Oh, I think one of them was 250,000 wow. watts. Yeah. In fact, they called one of them the Border Blaster. Mm -hmm. uh, XERB uh, was called the Border Blaster. And an, in, another interesting thing that probably a lot of people don't know uh, XROC was in Juarez, which is right across the border from El Paso. Mm -hmm. And when they started that station, it was owned by people in uh, the United States. They had a studio in the United States, but they had to have the transmitter over in Juarez. So they also had a studio in Juarez. But what they would do, instead of sending their disc jockeys to Juarez to work in the studio, they would work in the studio in El Paso a day early and they would record 12-hour tapes at exactly the same time as the next day. Oh. And then they would transport those tapes to the studio by courier, and they would line those tapes up on machines and play them at just the right time. Wow. So that at, at 12 noon on mm -hmm. Friday, they had recorded that at 12 noon on Thursday, which Amazing. is really interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But it was, so, a, it like, was a, I think it was 250,000 watts or yeah, what some of those stations were. Oh but uh, but that, that's interesting the way they did that. That's almost like voice tracking in this day and age. Yeah, but so. that's, uh, they were, man, they were powerful radio stations. All right. Well, you know, we also have some other, I'm, I'm not sure how much time we have left on the program, but we could talk about current radio listenership. I know that's been something. You, you brought us some other stuff on, on uh, radio that I thought was very interesting this week, Jim. Um, you know, some people think radio's dying. Some people right. think the, the listenership has gone down. Um, you know, but there's actually some interesting facts out there that you've uncovered. Yeah, and this and these are all. This is how we're documenting these. I mean, you know, you know what Mark Twain said about statistics. 
but radio does continue to reach more Americans each week than any other audio platform. This is a new report from Nielsen Audio Rating Service, and they released their information. This goes back to 2018, but it's the freshest information I could find. According to that report, radio reaches 93% of adults on a weekly basis, and that number has not changed in decades. TV reaches 88%, and smartphones, of course, this has jumped up significantly over the last couple of years, but it reaches 83%. So again, radio still delivers a larger audience uh, nationally than the other formats. And speaking of formats, according to a company called Marketing Charts, they did this in 2018, News Talk is the most popular with a 10% share of all listeners aged six and up. Adult Contemporary was second with an eight share and Country was third with a 7.3 share. Now the radio that we're talking about a lot, the radio that we grew up with was top 40. And at one time when you didn't have as many radio stations as you do now, top 40 was all things to all people. Now, nowadays, there are many different varieties of top 40. There's top 40 mainstream, top 40 hip hop, top 40 rhythmic. Um, so, so, they, so, so top 40 mainstream, which is the closest to what we have from a top 40 station that we grew up with, that's fourth with a 6.9 share. But if you add up all the other top 40 formats, probably would be higher than that. Then of course, there's also classic rock and classic hits doing well too. All Sports is actually the number one station in several markets, overall number one. And those are markets like San Francisco where they got the Niners, you know, um, Green Bay where they got the Packers. Those kind of markets actually have sports talk stations doing, doing quite well. Well, I know some of this goes back to 2018, and you could say a lot has changed in the last two years, but there's a radio station, uh, I mean, there's a, a website called Radio Online uh, that is probably has some of the most up-to-date radio information in the country, um, run by a friend of mine, Ron Chase, and uh, looking at his uh, website right now, there's an article, funny you mentioned all this, there's an article that says the coronavirus outbreak drives an increase in radio listening. And this is a study done by New Voodoo Media Services, and they've announced that the ongoing nationwide study is tracking concern about the spread of the virus and media usage surrounding the concern reveals that there's a net increase to radio listening this week in all day parts. And that is current, current information as of, you know, uh, April the 1st or 6th or the first week of April in 2020. It's a study of over 5,016 to 54-year-olds across the United States, and it also shows strong momentum for time spent listening to music, talk, and news radio stations. So a lot of interesting information, but I just thought with it talking about increased radio listening uh, because of the virus, uh, not decreased. Uh, so while some of these numbers are from 2018, I think they're fairly current for 2020 as well. Radio really shines in catastrophic situations. As a matter of fact, even during some of the hurricanes and whatnot on the, on the coast, uh, TV stations were knocked off. And of course, you couldn't get, um, couldn't get satellite delivered service either. So, so your AM, FM radio stations will always come through in a, in a crisis. And certainly that's what we're going through now. But yeah, I can believe that radio has gone up substantially. There's just so much news and it, it changes so quickly. 
So again, radio does have a tendency to shine and always has. When you think about the catastrophic events over the last 50, 60 years, I mean, you know exactly where you were when John F. Kennedy was assassinated. You know where you were when the Challenger exploded. Certainly you can remember where you were. Wasn't that long ago when the 9-11 uh, uh, attacks took place as well too. Radio right there the whole time. And of course, who can ever forget the Hindenburg disaster? You know, that was, that really brought radio to the forefront. I think you can tell from uh, Jim's comments and mine that we're a big fan of radio and we're not trying to uh, uh, diminish the uh, industry at all, but we have a, uh, um, a wonder uh, about what the future of radio is going to hold. And that's why we're, we're doing this podcast. And we really think that it all boils down to, to one thing. You can get music anywhere. You can get news just about anywhere, but where can you get local information? That's and uh, I think radio stations are going to have to go back to local information if they're going to uh, succeed in the future. Yeah, and according to my research, now I think other people might, might disagree, but November 1920, was when KDKA went on the air. Uh, there had been radio prior to that, but I think KDKA was the first commercial radio station. And, um, and again, I, I think we're celebrating our 100th year of commercial radio and, and need those darn commercials to make it all work. Yes, we do. A uh, hundred years, but uh, we're out of time. All right. I hate, well, to, uh, hate to say it, but we're out of time. But we'll be back next week with episode number eight, and we'll have more air checks. Uh, don't know who we're going to highlight. Uh, what what area of the country have we not? We haven't gone to Florida. Yeah, we have. Well, close. We were in Atlanta with uh, QXI in, in uh, Atlanta. Uh, we've been to Boston. We've been to um, – where else have we been? Dallas. We've been to the Big Apple. We, uh, I don't think we've had anybody from the Big Apple yet. So we could do WNBC. We could yeah. do KABC. We could do a couple of stations there. So maybe next week we talk um, uh, to, to give a little shout out to our uh, biggest city uh, in the country that's experiencing horrific uh, a situation right now with the coronavirus. We just want to say uh, we support that uh, area and anything that uh, can be done, we hope is done and we hope and we'll get through all this. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll highlight New York City yeah. next week. And we will ask you, as we do every week, we will ask our question. If we have an interviewee, or interviewee, we will ask them the question that we ask every week. What is that, Jim? Radio, what happened? See you next week. The Sun City Streaker, X Rock 80, El Paso. I think I'll go roll me a stone. This is Kevin McCarthy. Good night. Dallas. At 6 o'clock, it's Tommy Kramer, the world's greatest contest. A total prize package value tonight of $2,296. And one cent. I get to keep the one cent. KLIF trucking through traffic at a 524 mark. Michael Pinder, Graham Edge, Justin Hayward, John Lodge, and Ray Thomas, who I understand are coming back sometime after the first of the year. Moody Blues, it's 87. I've... KNOW, with more summer fun than anyone.